Hello, my favorite people in the world. How are you all doing? This is your favorite Drive to Survive fan. And we are here to do a race recap. Yes, finally. F1 races are back. F1 race weekend are back. I can spend my whole Saturday and Sunday ignoring everything that is happening outside of the F1 bubble. My friends, my family, my uni work, anything that is related to worries or anxiety for my future life <laughs> can be put aside for at least 48 hours. And then there is the Monday that is on an option, depending on how did Alpine or Ferrari done. Because if they did well, I will spend the Monday celebrating. If they did terrible, I will spend the Monday morning. But, um, yeah, we are finally back for a race recap. And this race recap is the Dutch GP at Zenvoort. So, as always, grab your favorite snack, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee, maybe a glass of water, or a shot of your favorite alcohol if you're a desperate Ferrari fan, just like me. And let's get going! So, this race weekend was intense to say the least. That was the kick, like coming back from summer break and having a race that is that intense felt like someone was just shaking me at 6 a.m. while I was waking up. Like it was, it was a slap in the face. I hope I'm not the only one feeling like that, but like still the season was so peaceful and so calm that I was like, how is the race? <laughs> is it that intense, like, I was, like, betting on Monza to be intense, honestly, I was really betting on Monza to be very intense, because, like, it's, it, it's this weekend, and it's, it's gonna be, like, the home race for Ferrari, plus we didn't have Imola, so it's the only Italian GP this year, and, like, I'm a Ferrari fan, I'm a Tifosi, so, I was betting on Monza to be intense, and I was already dreading Monza two weeks before, but guess what? Zenford was fucking intense and didn't let me one second to catch a breath, to catch my breath. Like I was just panting in front of my TV, being like, what is going on? What is going on? How is this happening right now? So let's go in order. First of all, Friday. Only bad news on Friday, honestly. I'll, we learned that Charles Leclerc has to do a 15-hour car drive because he had an ear infection due to... We don't know why. We don't know what. I, I, I'm, I'm, I, think, I think it's because of like swimming in the sea and, you know, like when you're trying to dive and you're having too much pressure and you have like to, to put your... Like to, to squeeze your nose and try to blow through your nose to like pop your ears this can pop your eardrum or like affect your eardrum or getting water inside of your ear is not really good and you can get like ear infection um i don't know the name in english for in the name of this thing that you you get that all the time when you're a kid and it's, an, it's called an, an otite in french i don't know how to say it in english i don't i don't know it's like an ear infection and then then you cannot take the plane and like Everything surrounding your ear is hurting and you feel like one of your ear is blocked and you're like, your head is under the water 
at all times. Anyway, so first this, then Lance Stroll cannot take part of like media on Thursday because he's having tummy, like a tummy infection, like a, a tummy infection, like he, he, and he has like a bandage on his face. I'm like, what kind of infection is that, Lance? Did you have to got did you had to get a tube implanted in your mouth in your mouth? Like what what is happening, Lance? Like he had like a big a big uh plaster on his face. Like I don't and it was so weird because they they like precise that it was something due to his stomach. Like a stomach infection. I don't know, what stomach bug or something. First of all, let's all clap because Lando Norris wasn't the one getting it. Last year he got um what was the name of the disease? The terrible disease that got that got Lando last year. He got um, food poisoning. Yeah, but the thing is he got food poisoning, but so Lando got food poisoning last year in Brazil, but he got something else during the season because he was sick multiple times and he was always stomach issues. Like, it was always stomach issues. And it was like, I think it's tifidis, but I think, I, th I think in French it's tifidis, but I feel like tifidis is a very bad disease that you could get like in middle age, during the middle age. <laughs> so maybe not that. Um... I think he was sick at Monaco. Um, I'm not sure, but I believe he was sick at Monaco. Like, he looked like he was about to die. Like, it was terrifying. Terrifying. Like, he literally looked like he was about to give out. Like, just fall on the ground and it was done. Like, it was terrible. Oh my god. What was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was sick. They don't say much. I cannot find the name of what was his sickness. But he was very sick during Monaco, during Brazil. And it was always a stomach issue. So thank you, Lando, for not getting this stomach bug again. I know I have friends that have a lot of stomach issues all the time. And I know how painful it is and how hard it is to get rid of having like a fragile stomach like it is really hard for people to yeah to just get over it because your tummy ache is is very very violent and can be very sudden i mean i'm a woman so i know about <laughs> about sudden pain that can literally split you in half in pain anyway um, so yeah, Le um, this time it wasn't Lando, it was Lance that got some kind of stomach infection, but then show up on Friday with a fucking bandage on his face. Makes no sense. Maybe it was while he was training to be a professional tennis player and just got hit by a, the curve of a ball, of a tennis ball in his head. Maybe, maybe it's that. Who knows? <laughs> this is probably not it, but I love this rumor of Lance becoming a professional tennis player. So I in my head it it will it it will be the reason. Like he, he just got a hit by a ball. <laughs> by a tennis ball. Straight in the face. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god, I'm very tired. These kinds of jokes makes me laugh all the time, but I'm just very tired. Um. So yeah, and you know what's the worst news also that happened on Friday? Oh, yeah, Daniel Ricciardo breaking his wrist while trying to avoid Oscar Piastri that crashed during free practice one. It wasn't even during free practice two. It was free practice one. Or was it two? I don't care if it was one or two. This is none of my business. <laughs> none of my business. So, yeah, it, he crashed and he decided to crash in the wall in Zandvoort instead of, like, hitting Oscar Piastri. And that might be because I'm a Scorpio and I'm a very revengeful person. But if I was Daniel Ricciardo and I would see on the track <laughs> Oscar Piastri, the guy who stole my fucking seat in from <laughs> crashing in the wall, you can be sure that I wouldn't crash full speed in him. Definitely not. But I would definitely, I don't know. <laughs> Hit the wheel. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Here, hit the back of the car. I don't... <laughs> I don't know. But you can be sure that I wouldn't have decided to hit myself. To put myself into the wall. And yeah, Daniel broke his wrist because he didn't have time to, like, take his, his hand out of the wheel and cross. Like, you can see there was a very famous... In famous but unfortunately famous video of Mick, um, I, I believe it was in 2021. No, maybe it wasn't during the 2022 season. And he crashed in like I don't know if it was Jeddah or or Qatar, but these kinds of no, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it was Jeddah because Jeddah is famous for having very tight um, turns where there are lots of crashes because the walls are very tight and like there is no room for wrong direction kind of stuff anyway and you can see that f1 drivers have when they crash they just have to cross their arms in front of their chest and just wait until it's done but because in zandvoort um the the the, the track is not like the, tr the track is inclined a lot because it's near the sea. So it's like the movement of the sand that like oriented the Zandvoort track. So some turns seems like coming way faster. And with like, the, I believe some kinds of like aerodynamic forces. I'm not an engineer. I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't know. Like the, the car are like are pulled to the outside. That's the thing in the very famous, like, Zenvoort turn where it's very inclined and, like, was it... Who, what's the name of that guy that... Oh, my God, he's so famous. He's the one saying, like, if you're not winning, you're a loser. <laughs> what's, the, what's his name? Oh, my God. I'm making fun of him all the time. When the track is wet, it's no longer dry. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my god, what's his name? Well, anyway, this guy, to prove to the to the television last year that the track was very inclined, he put himself on the track and just let him roll on the side. Like, he made himself... Like, he just l <laughs> lied on the ground and just... You could see him roll because it was very inclined. Anyway, 
So in this turn, that's where Oscar Piastri crashed. And the thing is, with the forces and the, and the, the speed that you're going, you're pulled on the outside of the track all the time. Like it's a, it's a centrifuge. Oh my God, I just made a, French, a Frenchism. Like I just, send, I just said the word in French, put it, but put it with an English accent, hoping that it would get through the need. Um, I'm not sure it's now that it's the name. Um, the, the, the Centrifugal force. I just Google tried this. So maybe... <laughs> I am the most unprofessional podcast out there. C- centrif- centrifugal... <laughs> centrifugal... Oh, for fuck's sake. Centrifugal force. That's the name of that. So that's that's when they are turning at that very high speed they are brought to the outside of the track so that's why Dario Ricardo said that he, it was either hitting Oscar or hitting the wall because with how his how the AlphaTauri car was pushed on the outside so there was, was no way that Daniel would be able to like turn the uh, the steering wheel the other way and that the car wouldn't hit Oscar so he decided to hit the wall but that mean that that he would have to like the, he would hit the wall very fast and very frontal to him. So while he was making sure that the car was going straight to the wall, which was me terrifying, you are there at th- 300 kilometers per hour. I believe he was at le- less than 300, but let's say it was 300. 300 kilometers per hour. And you're being like, I don't want to crash into my mate. But it's either my mate or the wall. And then when you make your decision, you said you say in your head, okay, it's better the wall than my friend. After saying that, you need to make sure until the last minute that you're actually hitting the wall and not your friend. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> oh, what was the expression? Jesus Christ on a bike. <laughs> Jesus Christ on a motorbike. I heard this I heard this saying on TikTok by a guy recently and it made me cackle. So I want to use it more often. Jesus Christ on a motorbike. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why this like this saying makes me laugh so much. Anyway, so he 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 made sure the steering wheel and his car was going through the wall. But then he didn't have time to actually cross his arms in front of his chest. So one of his hands still was still on the steering wheel. And the impact that he took because of the car, like, I think you don't realize. And I didn't realize until Théo Pourcher crashed in F2 and the commentator um, explained what happened. Oh, that's a spoiler for the F2, <laughs> the Formula 2 race. Anyway, so the thing is, like, Daniel, so when when the, when the when a car, when an F1 car or an F2 car is hitting a wall from the front, your the steering wheel, I don't know what I expected, but I was so surprised. The steering wheel actually come, it, like, goes in the direction of the driver. Like, it, it kind of pull in the direction of the driver before still settling back at his place. Like it's like a, it's like an elastic. 
Like it, it, it comes out and goes back to position uh, with the impact. And because Daniel was trying to take off his hand of the steering wheel while, while he was hitting the wall, the steering wheel hit his wrist at, at like, I don't know how many G's, but like at the very high amount of G's. And in my brain, it was like, oh, he's going to get a bad bruise. But then I realized that at the speed that he was going, it's not a bruise that you get if you get hit by a steering wheel um, on your wrist. It's like, it's broken. There was no way. And when he got out of the car, you could see that he was holding his hand and like he was walking. And then he got like kind of a cast, um, like a, a, a very light cast before he was brought to the hospital. But at first he had only a cast, like a, a, a wrap kind of situation. I never broke a wrist and I'm falling all the time. This is a miracle. Since I'm a kid, I've been bumping into stuff, crashing into walls. I'm falling on the ground, falling from my chair. Like, I'm, I'm the most clumsy human ever. And I never broke anything. And I'm touching woodware now. Because there is no way I'm breaking a part of my body right now. <laughs> so, anyway. And I was just like, oh, maybe it's like a Lando Norris situation. In like, Spa 2019. I believe it was 2019 where he crashed in Eau Rouge. Or was in 2020. Maybe it was in 2021. My ta- my my way of seeing like of of how the time passed today is shit. I have no time frame in my brain. I believe that it was. Wait, he crashed in Eau Rouge, and it was the year that the the Spa Grand Prix was cancelled because of the rain. I believe it was twenty twenty. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my goodness. I'm going to check on the internet again. Yes. Oh my god. 2021. All this time trying to figure it out an answer that I already got, but I was self-doubting. So yes, it was in fucking 2021 that the Spa Grand Prix was canceled. Um so yes, um Why am I talking about Oh yeah, Landon Norris. So he did crash there. And uh, so, yeah, London Norris crashed in 2021 at the Spa Grand Prix. But I thought that Daniel Ricciardo crashed was crashed this weekend was kind of similar. Like, in a way, like, it would have been, like, um, you know, like, having your hand and your arm wrapped for, like, resting purpose. But... Then he was brought at the hospital and he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was told that his wrist was broken and that he couldn't, um, he couldn't race not only this, the, the, this weekend at Zenvert, but we learned current this week that Daniel Ricciardo would at least not be here for, um, Zenvert for, um, for Monza, he could possibly come back for Singapore, but the issue with Singapore is how difficult this um how difficult is the track because the thing is um Singapore is so hard demanding in terms of turns and like s- strength in your arm to be able to do all the fast turns. 
So I don't know if someone with a broken wrist or like a, a very like a, a, a very fresh recovered broken wrist can do it. But I'm praying to see Daniel Ricardo back on Singapore. How unlucky we are. Like Danny Rick's fan, and I, I, I'm also including myself in there. Like, how unlucky are we? Like, he has gone off the sp- from the sport, and we're like, oh my fucking god, no way, Daniel is done. Then, during summer break 2022, we believed that he could take a spot at Alpine when Fer- when Fernando Alonso is is like. Is like saying no. I'm not staying at Alpine. I'll be going to Aston Martin. So, so like we're we're all being like, oh my god, Daniel is back. No, Daniel is not back. <laughs> he did not take the Alpine scenes. Anyway, then with like then I'm doing like I'm mourning losing Daniel Ricciardo from a fun. I finally made up. Like I finally accepted the situation. Nick De Vries is being, is being kicked out to be replaced by Daniel Ricciardo. We have two or three races with him. And I'm like, he is building his pace, building his strength, building his confidence back. He will do something amazing with this tractor that is the Alpha Tower before the end of the season. Just like, like, all of you wait. I'm pretty sure Daniel will be able to bring that shitbox in a place that we didn't expect him to finish to. And then he crashed and broke his wig and then break his wrist and we won't see him for at least one month. I think one month and a half. And if it's one month and a half, he would be back for Suzuka. Wow, that's such a long time. At least he will not miss Las Vegas. Let's let's all let's all be grateful for that. And be grateful and I hope Daniel is grateful too. He will not miss Kota, so Austin and he will not miss um, Las Vegas, which I think he wouldn't have coped. Like he would have never coped, thinking that he will not be one of the like be the first generation of driver to go to Las Vegas. And imagine him being like, "Oh, I'm fine. I'm actually doing Las Vegas, the, the race that I always dreamed of, but I can't because I have a broken wrist." Imagine. Imagine the situation. Anyway, let's move on. Because this is pissing me off. On Saturday, I want to talk quickly about Formula 2. And mention the fact that they their sprint weekend has been cancelled due to the rain. And I was, like, I was grateful because they could not see shit. And Zenvort is a very... Um, who said that? I think... Why am I pretending I don't know? I actually know. Théo Bourcher uh, said that to the French television. Um, he said that Zandvoort is a, a very tricky track because it's like Monaco. It's a very old track where the cars have now evolved and they are not made for that track anymore. But this time it's not in terms of space, but it's turned off like... Because the car are larger, the pull and push forces are where are way more effective and way more powerful than they were before so that's why when they are taking turns they are like that's why also in Zandvoort there's a lot of crashes um, that are minor by the way thank god but it's because like the, the, the original 
forces that were put on 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 an F one car were way m- more minimum in comparison to now. So it is really hard for drivers. It's a very it's a very tricky track and a very demanding one, which I did not expect for some reason. I don't know why I misjudged Zenvord that much. Anyway, so their race was cancelled um, due to the rain. So I'm very happy, especially when we see what happened on Sunday without heavy rain for the F2 race. Yeah. Um, very demanding track, obviously. Uh, the F2 race was cancelled. Um, well, not the F2 race, the sprint race um, of F2 was cancelled. I'm very sad. I was very sad. Uh, especially for Teo, because he is leading the championship right now. And every time I'm watching an F2 race, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god. Please, 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 Teo, please, please, please. Especially with the rumors right now. I don't know if you heard that. Oh my god. I'm having the most annoying smile on my face. <laughs> but it's, it's, I'm very happy, okay? Because, but it's my personal opinion this is not that deep. It is none of our lives, okay? They are being on the thread. So let's keep it cool. Let's keep it cool, guys. Don't come at me. Don't jump to my throat to slit, slip it open, please. So um, Zhu Guanyu apparently is threatened to lose his seat for 2024. Now, I don't want to sound mean to Alfa Romeo, but for a second I forgot they were on the grid. Like every weekend, actually, if they are not crashing, just like what happened in Zandvoort and what happened to Zhu, I don't even acknowledge the existence of Alfa Romeo. I mean, I do because I love Valtteri Bottas, but I will like acknowledge it during quali. And I'll be like, ooh, Alfa Romeo in Q2. Cheers, mate. That's it. During the race, I'm not even trying. I'm not searching for the names uh, because I don't really care. And it and it's, and it's so weird because when you look at, for example, for me, at least in my point of view, like for Williams, I would look more like I would through a race, for a quality session, I would look for where is our Logie Sarge. I'm always looking out for this, for this man. I'm like, oh, where are you, Logie? What's happening? Please tell me you're not on the 20th position this week. Please tell me you're improved. So it, it has nothing to do with the, their performance, but I just feel like this team is kind of like a, 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 bit, a bit bland. Oops. And their car is so bad. Better than the AlphaTauri, though. <laughs> so, cheers to that. Um, but yeah, uh, so Mr. Chu Guan Yu Ma lost his, might lose his seat in 2024. And um, guess which name popped up to take his place? Mr. Theo Pourcher. Oh my goodness, please bring Theo in F1. I will lose my fucking mind. Another French driver on the grid. <laughs> Please, Theo, <laughs> come here, mate. I mean, it's not even just because he's French. He's so talented. Theo Pourcher is such 
a raw talent in terms of Formula One. Like I, I think he's just so impressive, and he th- this champ this F two championship intense fucking intense between Vesti and Porcher. It was so intense, like, and right now Theo finally uh, reduced the, the the gap between Vesti and him, and not only reduced, but he opened up another gap because now he's first and not second anymore. Um, I think I believe they have a twelve points gap, so I was so terrified about the sprint because it, it is such a tiny gap. If Till retire and not Vesti, done. The gap is over. And there are only two races left, so Monza and Abu Dhabi. Yeah, that's it. They only have two races left. So, like, oh my god! <laughs> Please! <laughs> Please be nice! <laughs> Till! <laughs> because I'm scared that. It's whoever's gonna win this F2 championship that might take Zhu's spot. If it if if the rumors is true and Zhu is losing his seat, obviously. Which I don't I don't wish that Zhu loses his seat. And I found it very hard to actually believe that Zhu could lose his seat simply because um he is the representative of the, like the China's forces um in Formula One. Um, his family is fucking rich, and I, he is not a Latifi, alright, he did not pay to get his seat in Formula 1, but it did contribute to that, and also in terms of, like, sponsors, like, I don't know how this would work out, I mean, Theo has really good sponsors, so, I guess that could, I don't know if it would balance, actually, I'm being delusional right now, but anyway, so that was it for the Formula 2. I will mention Formula 2 later because what a time to be French. <laughs> what a great time to be alive in French <laughs> when you're watching Zenvort Weekend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, during the afternoon we got Quali um, for F1. And that broke my heart. Well, it was kind of like this up and down situation. Esteban... It started very badly. Esteban being kicked out P16, I guess he was starting on Sunday. Yeah, he was starting on P16. Like, this Alpine, what is going on with the car? From weekend to weekend, it's getting worse and worse in terms of pure pace. But they are really good during the race. It's the opposite of the Ferrari. Like, the Ferrari is good on a one-lap time, whereas the Alpine is good on the, like multiple laps like on the endurance um and like yeah ferrari is good on one time lap but uh, also ferrari was so struggling like we almost got Charles kicked out in q3 actually but that was mainly due that was mainly due to the traffic and we got at the end of q3 an incredible <laughs> radio from Shal being like the traffic is insane the tires need to be fucking ready when I come because we cannot afford to lose time or we will be kicked out of Q2 and we're already lucky to be in Q2 
And I was just like, let's go, Shah Popoff King. Let's go. Show them what you mean. Let's, let's, let, yeah, let's speak louder now on the radio. Let's, let's get mad on the radio, Shah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I was shitting my pants during the whole Q3 because Shah was not putting in a good lap time and he kept crashing in turn one. I didn't watch free practice three, but actually, apparently, that's what ha- that that happened too, and I was just like, "Please, Charles, what is going on with you in the first turn?" Like, he was never doing it because he was pushing the car so hard, and he said so many times that the car is unpredictable that he was just going straight, like he couldn't turn. It was like a, a, a straight line every time he was crossing the uh, finish line to start another lap. Anyway, so Q2 goes on. Shout putting very good lap time. Same for Carlos. I'm feeling a bit better. I'm feeling myself. Let's be honest. I'm feeling myself. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's fucking go. Pierre Gasky being kicked out of Q2. For fuck's sake, I cannot be happy. And it's like he missed for like, not even, like, I think he was like a tenth of a second between him and the the, 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 the last tenth, the tenth um, qualifier. Like, he was so close from getting into to Q3. Like, he was so close. That was devastating i was like what the hell no not again not fucking again also lewis hamilton being kicked out in q2 that was insane he was starting p14th i believe or p13th i don't even remember but guess what made my day seeing logan Sargent being in q3 that I was standing up from my couch and shouting like, let's go, Logan, go, 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 you can do it. I don't know why I feel like he's my son. Like, <laughs> Logan Sargent is my son. He's older than me, though, but he's still my son. Like, I feel like he needs to be protected, that poor guy. Also being threatened to lose his seats this weekend. Like, it's been one week that everyone is pretty, has been saying that Logan might lose his seats and Mick might take his spot. And I'm like, Logan, show them. Reputation era we want. That's what we want. Let's go, Logan. Well, he compassed under the pressure and crashed one minute in. <laughs> that could be an, a, a scene from The Office. Like, that could be a scene from The Office. Like, he is doing the one the one and one scene with the camera. Like, being like... Yes, I'm gonna nail this. Then Swift turned to Jeff. <laughs> Swift turned to Jeff, and he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, he's not gonna make it." Cut. See the car of Logan Sargent in the wall, and <laughs> and Jim being like, "I told you, I told you he couldn't do it." Oh my God, that could so be a scene from The Office. But also, I was so sad for him. Like, my word crumbled. I was like, no, Logan. No. Poor kid. No. Then I then, then needed to hype up the troops and be like, you've been in Q3. That's amazing, Logan. Like, pop off. 
keep that smile on your face, honey. It's gonna be just all right. Don't worry. <laughs> It's gonna be just fine. You made it into Q3. Just like it's already such a big deal with the Williams. Even if the Williams has been like performing so well this last few race weekend, still Q3 in the Williams, and you're a rookie. And it was, I guess, it was his first Q3 of the season, or at least it's the only one I remembered. Yeah, I think it was his first Q3 of the season. So I was like, this is your best qualified position from from everything you ever been like to any F1 race you've been to this is the like the highest spot you will get like you get from here like come on Logan keep it keep it going keep the confidence it's gonna be just fine but I guess I guess Charles Leclerc being raised in Monaco and being like oh poor guy and decided to play the compassionate king card and decided also to crash in a wall. <laughs> huh. Just after his second restart of Q3. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus Christ on a motorbike. <laughs> oh, I was on my knees. I was on my knees when I saw him crash. I was like, no. No way this is happening. It is... I had the exact same react reaction in Miami when he crashed in Q3. Same thing. Because all the eyes were on him. And everyone was like, and now it's the turn of Charles Leclerc. Maybe he will take provisional pull from Max Verstappen. Everyone is watching Charles Leclerc and... <laughs> Charles Leclerc is in the wall. <laughs> oh my God. I received so many texts from my friends being like, oh... I saw that Charles crashed. I hope you're okay. <laughs> I was not okay. I was so not okay. I was desperate. But on a positive touch, because you need always to keep it positive. We got the 2019 rookies being absolute legend in qualifying. Like P1 Max, but he doesn't count anymore. P2 Lendo. P3 George, P4 Alex Albon. And I must say that the t the way the times were set were so funny. Like, for so long, I thought that Alex Albon would get P2. I was, I was convinced that he managed to put a Williams in P2. But then Lando, came, Lando comes in and being like, no, no, P2 is for me. Also... Lando nailing every free practice in every quali, like he was on the on the tops, like he took provisional pole. I'm putting brackets on there, um, um, like provisional pole from Q3 and Q2 all the time. Max was nowhere, like well he was somewhere. I'm being dramatic, but in comparison to other weekend he was nowhere. So, yeah. P2 Lando, and I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Silverstone all over again! Yahoo! Let's fucking go! I'm living for that moment! <laughs> uh, and Alex Albon P3, let's fucking go! I'm happy with that. And then Mr. George William Russell, that king, being like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Just wait and see. 
and he put the car in P3. I am sad for Alex. I'm sorry, Alex, but I was so happy when I saw George Russell popping out here and being like, sorry, mate, could you move on the side, please? You're, you're taking my spot. Could you just go away? Oh my god, this is, like, these kinds of situation of, like, recreation in my mind are only making me laugh. I'm pretty sure none of you while listening to the podcast are like, ha ha ha, she's so funny. <laughs> but I'm making myself laugh, which is the most important thing. Anyway, so that that's what happened um, during Quali. Let's move on to the race. Yes, what a great time to be French <laughs> while watching Sunday races at Zandvoort. Oui, 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 baguette. Bonjour, madame. <laughs> Merci beaucoup, je t'aime. <laughs> because I was on Sunday and I was waking up a bit late for the FT race. Like, I was there for, for the start, but I was just like, my head, my head wasn't working properly. My brain was still asleep. I was having my coffee, being like, this is going to be a chill FT race. <laughs> Not at all. So many crashes, so many DNF. What the hell happened during the F2 race? I don't know. I want to do a special episode about F2. Uh, maybe during the break between Monza and Singapore, we'll do a, an, an F2 recap of the season. Oh, yeah, that's such a good idea. I'm going to do that. So let's just keep in mind that Clément Novanac. <laughs> let's go, mates. P1, he finally won an F2 race. I was so happy. Oh my god, I was so happy. I was in my living room, standing up, screaming, and then singing my national anthem while Clément was on the podium so loud. I was so happy. I was so freaking happy. I was jumping everywhere. That was crazy, especially with the race that he went through. Like, that was hell. That was absolutely hell. Like, he had brake failure. He was leading the race. He went from P12 to P1, and then he was leading the race. And then at some point, it was kind of a Charles Leclerc situation where he was like, my brake is not working anymore. I don't know what to do. (laughs) And they were like, okay, we are checking. We don't know what to do. Just keep going. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Please don't DNF Clément. Because Théo Pourcher already had DNF'd. um, And I was like, oh, my God. Martin, Martin was having a, 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 a penalty and I was like, oh my God, what is happening? No, 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 no. All my Frenchies, stay calm. Everyone stay calm. Clément, you need to lead this race and you need to win it or I will lose it. And he did win it with a brake failure, but he did win. I was so freaking, I was so freaking happy. Oh my God. Oh, and also Clément Novelac, he is also part of the host of the Screaming Meals podcast. I'm so sorry for not precising this before, but I think everyone knows who Clément Novelac is. Anyway, F2 race, done. My morning was the most perfect Sunday morning I could ever have. I was like, it's fine. Whatever happened in the F1, I can deal with it. I'll just keep in mind that we had already a French victory in the morning. Let's move on to the F1 race, which was chaos, utter chaos. Like, it was Australia part two, but a different kind of chaos because it was... Wet, not wet, then dry, then not that dry, then 
dry, but there are puddles of water that makes everyone slide everywhere. Then drenching on the track. Everyone crash. And then coming back to normal. And then red flag. And not red flag. This was insane. And it was chaos. But I live for the chaos. But this was utter chaos. But the thing also is that at the start, did something, did big things happen? Oh yeah, <laughs> did big things happen at the start? Yeah. Everyone started on inters, I believe. I think everyone started on inters because it was in, indeed raining. And then decided to pit for not inters, for a set of soft or mediums or hard, whoever you were. Um, no, no, it was the opposite. They started on softs, like on, 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 on sleeks, sorry. They started on sleeks, and then it started to rain. So they had to switch to inters. And, um, well, <laughs> I almost forgot that something big happened at the beginning of the race because I think I blacked out and went into coma immediately before waking up because I thought that this was a nightmare and I was actually dreaming. Because Ferrari did Ferrari again. I mean, at this point, what did we expect? They asked to Charles to pit. But they didn't have the tires. The tires were not ready. And what I mean by that, it's not that even they were not warm and then and they were, they were not warm enough and then Charles was sliding all over the place. No, 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 no. What I mean by they were not ready is that the engineers were all standing well, like their tire guns and like in position, in squatting position, getting ready to unscrew the tires of Charles. Instead, that nobody brought the fucking tires. How is this even possible? Like this was a comedy show. It felt like someone was trying to be funny and like to be sarcastic about Ferrari, because literally everyone was squatting next to Charles. And run, one random guy realized that, oh, oh, for God's sake, we forgot the tires. Like, I believe the engineers, before, they were like, okay, we asked to shout to pit. And they were checking everything, like, pistol gun, ready. Everyone's at the spot, yes. Everyone's squatting in position, yes. And then Shao comes in, and they're like, oh, I knew I forgot something. The goddamn tires for him to... Pit, like the goddamn tires. Also, while you were all running around, forgetting where tires are, <laughs> why did you not change his front wing? His front wing was damaged as fuck. They decided to not change it now. They're like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Go, mate. <laughs> Oh my god, I was I was about to combust. My mother, who wasn't really following the race, was sitting next to me. And she was like, no. Like, she didn't watch the screen. But then she heard the commentary being like, where are the tires? Tires for Ferrari are not there. And then she turned around and said, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Is that true? And I was like, yeah, no tires. I was... I was in... I wasn't even screaming because I was like, this is, there is no way they are actual, an actual F1 team. Um, I don't even remember with whom Shal got contact. I told you, comma, forgot everything that happened before that moment. And 
The next 10 minutes, same. Blackout. I don't remember. But what I remember is also seeing Shal fight with an Alphatari. And not even Yuki. Liam Neeson. No, Liam Lawson. I'm calling him Liam Neeson like the actor. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Liam Lawson. Not that he's a bad driver, but he was his first F1 race ever. Like, he'd never been to a race. He was never part of a race. He did some free practice, but never been part of a race. And he overtook Charles and his fucking damaged Ferrari. This self-peace, self-peace, I was like, the car is damaged. That's fine. When Charles retired the car, actually, I cheered. I was like, thank God. Stop the massacre. I cannot handle that anymore. I was like, this is peace. I'll take what they gave me. And retiring shot so he doesn't finish P20. Like, the last one on the fucking grid is peace. Oh, also, Logan, Logan Sargent crashed. but it, And it was awful. That was PTSD. I will always remember his pain. Like, seeing him sitting on the grass under the rain with his helmet still on. And, like, being there, sitting there, not moving. And being like, I don't, I don't want to. No. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go back to the garage. Or maybe the guy who, at first I thought that he was, like, being, like, I prefer to stay, like, out and calm down. But then... (laughs) At lap 65 or something like that, when the red flag appeared, like when there was a red flag because Zhu Guanyu crashed during the rain, I was like, <laughs> he is still there. He was still sitting on his little camping chair, like the, 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 you know, the chair that actually people used to sit on in Grandstand. Not Grandstand, Grand Entrance. I don't know the name of the AF1 entrance, but like the, the beach chair he was sitting on that and i was like did you stay the whole goddamn race there logan did someone forget you or you decided to not go back to the garage and then he teleported for some reason because five seconds later teleportation logan is back in the garage and i was like oh no he didn't want to stay out they actually just forget about him the race was so intense that the marshal actually forgot about logan starved and being on the side of the road the poor man can't catch a break. He cannot catch a break. Leave Logan Sargent alone. Please, F1 gods. Leave Charles Leclerc alone also. Please. <laughs> I need to put this out there also. Please leave him alone. It's Monza next week. Like, later this, like, in three days it's Monza. Please leave Charles and Carlos alone. I cannot handle a fail of Ferrari at Monza. I will actually not survive. I'm also watching the race with my best friend. And like the last race she watched was Spain. Um, I will not handle Ferrari chaos like it was in Spain. I will not handle it. I will lose my mind and jump out of a window. I don't care. Now also, let's mention Alpine. Because that was... Alpine, this weekend, saved my life. French people saved my life. Let's fucking go. 
Listen, if Americans can be patriotic as fuck, I decided I can be too. Alright? <laughs> so. Oui, oui, baguette, croissant, bonjour. <laughs> anyway. Oh my god, I need to hurry up because I'm literally living in 30 minutes to watch Gran Turismo with my best friend, actually. Um, so. <laughs> I need to keep it moving. Um. So yeah, Alpine. Um, Esteban got up to the grid until like he was P six, P seven. Like he, I didn't what I, I didn't focus on Esteban. I, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't focus on Esteban because I was too terrified by Pierre being that up in the po in the in the ranking. Like he got up like of five spot in the grid in like the thirteen, the third fifteen lap. And I was like, Pierre, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Pierre? Don't stop. Don't don't stop. But what is happening right now? I did not expect that, especially with him leaving P11 or P12. I was like, what, what is going on? I was, I was about to have a, a... I was about to lose my shit. In a good way, but lose my shit. Like, non... Like, I was about to lose my shit. And, and it was crazy because I was just watching and being completely like, this car makes no sense to me. This car make absolutely no sense to me. Like, how can it be so bad in qualification? Like, how can they week after week struggle to even get out of Q3? And then in the race, magically P3. I'm like, all right, mate, mister. I mean, I'm not complaining, but could we do something more consistent? Because my heart will at some point fail me. I think this is unhealthy. <laughs> I think it is not unhealthy situation in terms of, of heart race. Like, this is not normal. My heart is pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter. And like... Yeah, I'm about to go into cardiac arrest at any given moment. In my little F1 group chat of F1 creators, like, they have to check on me. When I go mute, like, when I go completely, like, mute on the group chat, I don't talk, I don't answer, I don't react to any stuff that is happening. They know they have to, like, be like, Sama, are you breathing? Are you okay? Did you jump out of a window? Because... This is so chaotic in terms of top teams. My top teams are so chaotic that they're like, ah, we need to check on her. She might she might just jump out of nowhere and we're not aware. Like she might have also a cardiac arrest for being so happy and so surprised that Pierre Gasly is P3 behind Fernando Alonso and Max Verstappen. And I'm like, this is so nerve wracking. I mean, if you've seen my sprint race reaction during Spa, you know how intense it goes. Like when I see like Pierre Gasly being chased by Checo Perez, I'm like, ah, no, 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 please be nice. <laughs> please, the God, if there is a God somewhere out there, the F1 gods, please be nice. <laughs> be nice. I swear to God. Well, I know 
I don't swear to God because I'm actually talking through the F1 gods. That would... Oh, maybe that's why Charles is not winning. Because every time I'm like, please do something nice to Charles. And I'm go like, I swear to God. So that might be a bit pissed off. Yeah. Um, I'm going out of track again. Anyway, Pierre going from position to position to position. And then at some point, uh, there were so many pits at the same time to change tires because the weather was so unstable. And I live in the Netherlands. So I was just like, yeah, welcome to the Netherlands. Like, I don't get how they've been racing there for so many years. And every time I can hear someone being like, oh my God, it's raining again. Um, yes. Um, so everyone was pitting at the same time. And I was like, I cannot keep up with that. When everyone is pitting, I'm like, I don't, my mind just go blank. Like flatline. I don't. I don't even know what I'm praying for. I don't even know what I'm hoping for. I'm just going like, please, nobody do something stupid. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> please don't do anything stupid while I get back. Um, anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm watching everyone spitting. And then I'm looking at the screen again. Esteban went from P16 to P5. I'm like, bestie, bestie, let's fucking go. <laughs> but there was Checo Perez at some point somewhere. How do I say his name? Checo Perez. <laughs> Sorry. Um, how Checo Perez was. The thing is, like, sometimes I feel like the when <laughs> when one of my favorite drivers is at a spot like is higher than a spot I expected, like Pierre Gasly, I tend to focus so much on what he's doing. Now, I forgot everyone behind, surrounding him. So at some point, I don't even know if Checo was in front or behind or in front <laughs> of Pierre Gasly at this point. I think he was, yeah, because Pierre was P5 fighting with Carlos. And I, with, again, on the F1 group chat, I'm a big Ferrari fan. I mean, that's the intro of the podcast. But when I see Carlos Sainz fighting with Pierre Gasly, I'm supporting Pierre Gasly. I don't make the rules. I'm so sorry. He is my favorite driver with Charles and Esti Bestie. Like these, these three. Like Carlos is one of my favorite driver too, but he's a bit, he's a bit underneath. He's on the, he's one level under. So like, I was screaming to Pierre to go faster and to finally overtake Carlos, which felt weird because Charles was out of the race and I was like, the he was the only Ferrari left, but I was cheering for Alpine. And on the group chat, there was Lena, who was like, <laughs> who was like, please, please, Carlos, don't, don't be overtaken by Pierre. I love you, Pierre, but please don't overtake Carlos. And we were texting each other on the group chat and be like, I love you, girl. You're my friend. I love you so, so much. But, and then starting to cheer for the actual opposite driver to each other. And also like Pierre had his five second penalty. So when he overtook Carlos the first time, I was like, like Lena was sad, but then I was like, he has five second penalty. So um, we're fucked because he might be P4, but this P4 means absolutely nothing because Carlos is less than five seconds behind him. But then at some point, Pierre Pilet did the five second penalty, went out again, and then over to Carlos. 
I don't know what happened. I don't want to know. I don't want to know which miracle happened for like Carlos and Pierre pitting at the same time, but Pierre managing to, like. Getting out of the pit lane, in front of Carlos. I think Carlos tried to under, undercut Pierre, but then. Failed completely, again Ferrari and the tire strategy. But this time I'm not. I'm not even. I didn't even whine at the the the, the Ferrari, the poor Ferrari strategy because again, Pierre, <laughs> Pierre, you can do it. <laughs> so then the order is Max, Checo. No, Max, Alonso, Checo, Pierre, and I'm like. The, the podium seems impossible. The podium seems impossible. There is no way Pierre can overtake Checo Perez. But then it starts drenching. And Checo spins out. Pierre gains a spot. And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, Checo's out, Checo's out. And I think he was out while getting out of the pit lane because they were all pitting for intermediates, uh, for inters. So, like, I was like, oh, my God. Ca chaos is about to happen again. Everyone is pitting for inters. Except Esteban. They they waited to to pit Esteban, to put him on wet tires, which could, which could have been a Hungary 2021 part two, where he was the only one on the right tires. It's just when you didn't spin out and crashed into a wall and caused a red flag. And, like, Esteban was complaining on the radio, saying, like, it was the worst, the worst strategy call ever. And I was like, oh, you're getting ferrari <laughs> Sorry, Esteban. <laughs> Again, I was so focused on Pierre that I was, I didn't have time to be sad for Esteban. I was like, Pierre is about to get a podium. He has the opportunity to get a podium. Everyone, shut the fuck up. The word need to stop spinning because Pierre Gasly is about to get a podium. And, like, um... Yeah, I was just like, okay, Esty Bestie, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Shut up now. We'll talk later about that. This is not the moment, Esty Bestie. Love you, though. Love you, though. But, yeah. Um. The, yeah, the, 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 Again, I was just praying. At some point, I, again, my mind goes blank at some reason where there is too much pressure while I'm watching the F1 race. Mine, mine goes blank. I don't even think of what could happen. Someone could decide to go out of the car and I wouldn't be shocked. Like in the middle and start to walk on the racetrack. Wouldn't be shocked. Like my brain just go flat line and I'm like, okay. Um, I don't know. I'm not trying to understand. I'm just watching cars go vroom, and I'm like just praying at this point. I think it's just the Pierre effect. <laughs> it's the Pierre effect. I'm like just praying for something good. Um, the rain was so bad. Zhuguan Yu spins, crash into the wall. Well, <laughs> well, Yuki also spinned out, but did not crash into the wall. I must. I would have been Yuki. I would have go like, ha, loser. <laughs> To Zhu Guan Yu because they did the exact same mistake, but Zhu did crash into the wall, whereas Yuki did not. And I was just like, if I, 
If I was Yuki, I would look at you and be like, Yeah, loser! You crashed into the wall, not me! <laughs> Another reason why I could not be an F1 driver. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> why do I find this so funny? I need to wrap this up. Um, so yeah, um, red flag. <laughs> Pierre is P3 when the red flag is called... So I'm like, oh my fucking god. Ten laps to go. And fucking Pierre Gasly is P3. Is he gonna get a podium? Like, is he? And then... <laughs> for some reason, the FIA chose to took the lap before. As in final order for the restart. Because nobody actually really completed a lap. I don't know what happened. Or if they took the order of the lap before or they did not, I don't understand. But Checo Perez was placed P3. And I was like, oh, fuck. Again, we're done. We won't have a podium because there is no way the Alpine shitbox is going to overtake a Red Bull. Restart goes. Guess what? Two laps in the restart. We learned that fucking Jacob Perez is getting five second penalty. I was screaming when I heard the five second penalty. But then I look at the gap between Checo and and Pierre and I'm like, no, Pierre, you're three seconds. But he was three seconds and there was still like eight laps to go. And I was like, no, 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 no. He needs to pick up the pace, mates. Pick it up because you're going to get more than five seconds gap between you two if you continue at that rhythm and thank god he did <laughs> and ended up like at 2.3 behind Checo Perez and the moment he crossed the line I was the happiest woman in this whole planet because Pierre Gasly got a poem I was so freaking happy and that had to do Clément de Valec win um at the morning my god I went out and buy a baguette for the dinner and I was about to put a little beret on my head. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, by the way, if you're visiting Paris, never come with a beret. Nobody actually wears one. You look ridiculous, especially if it's red. Please. Like I, can ex I am a cliché of a French person and I don't wear a beret. So please don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. Please. Thank you. This is a joke, by the way. You can come however you... Who... Like, whatever... Yeah. This is, was not English. But you can do whatever you want. But... Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I was so freaking happy. Screaming in the living room. Cried during the podium. Well, not didn't cry. I didn't cry. But, like, hearing the radio of Pierre... Always brings tears to my eyes. Like, I mean, it's not just Pierre. It's just, like, the genuine joy... Of the radio of someone that is not used to be on the podium or to win. Well, not to win because this year it's only Max Verstappen. But the radio of someone that is not used on the podium always brings tears to my eyes. Like, SD Bestie in Monaco sobbed like a baby when I heard the radio. Like, can you... Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. The joy in their voice is just so... Oh my god, it is so, so, I don't know. I just feel that 
in my soul. And I cry. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, um, crazy. Crazy race. Crazy race weekend. Big shout out to the Dutch fans that were dancing everywhere during the red flags and the breaks and between the sessions. They were dancing, having the time of their life under the rain. You guys are so courageous. Congrats, guys. And yeah, I guess that's it for this episode. I think it's a very long one. I'm so sorry, but I have so many bits to cut because there are so many moments where I zoned out and also moments where I was like looking at something else. So I will definitely cut lots of this. So it might be all right. Anyway, have an amazing Monza weekend. Forza Ferrari! I am so terrified. (laughs) I pretend to be so excited. I am terrified. Like my legs are shaking. No, I cannot say that. My legs are not shaking. Um, My whole body is shaking. Just thinking about (laughs) what I'm mentally tired. I'm also scared to see Gran Turismo tonight. I'm excited and also tired. So this mixing pot is not good. Anyway, have an amazing Monza weekend. Tifosi, stay delusion. Stay delulu. I'm staying delulu. And we are allowed to be the most delulu that we've ever been. Because it is Monza. I am already picturing a 1-2 Ferrari in my brain. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that type of delusion. And then on P3, Esteban. Yeah, that's that's my type of delusion. <laughs> this is what some of my dreams are made of. <laughs> anyway, have an amazing time. I hope you laughed during this podcast. Um, or at least I brought a little smile on your face. That's all I'm asking for. I love you very much. Enjoy the Monza Grand Prix. We might have a very special guest that I love very, very much next week for Monza, uh, for the Monza recap. And I cannot wait to uh, have my first guest on this podcast and have fun. Love you very much. A bientôt.